0: And welcome to another episode of the Women in Leadership podcast brought to you by the Influence Alliance, which is the coaching and consulting membership program for coaches and consultants who want to build a profitable and scalable business while also launch and grow their podcast so they can make a much bigger impact in the world with their message. And I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross. Now, my guest today says every life starts with a dreamer that dares to imagine what's possible. And that dreamer, is you. Joining me on today's show is Christine Holter. Christine helps leaders rapidly grow their conscious leadership in order to 10x their success. She's a globally recognised thought leader, a trusted advisor, as well as an executive coach, working with organisations and teams and individuals to create workplaces where everyone thrives. What sets Christine apart from other coaches is that she's worked her way up from an hourly position to become the first. International Vice President of Revenue Strategy for the Caribbean Latin American Division of Marriott, where for 20 years, she built out the footprint of Latin America into multi-billion dollar businesses across 35 countries and 18 brands. Now, today, Christine is going to share what is psychological capital or how to be the hero of our own life. And my voice is just about to go, so I'm going to bring Christine on to say... Hello, Christine, share a little bit about who you are, excuse me.
1: Well, I am so delighted to be here with you and to uh, be able to talk about this fantastic um, subject. When I was a leader and I got into my first big job, everybody was focusing on what was wrong. And I, I, I just, I, I didn't like it. It felt bad. And I was like, what's the solution? And there's this whole movement in the world around positive psychology and Mm -hmm. what's good in the world. And it led me into this lifelong learning and education. And that's where this whole psychological capital term comes from.
0: I love it. I love it. And uh, excuse me, because as we mentioned, Chris, um, before uh, we went live, I've just come off the back of having a bit of a sore throat and a cough, and I could just feel that cough coming up. So I thought, you know what, we can just continue to introduce the key points that you're going to bring on today. We are not going to stop having this conversation because it's so very important. So when you're talking about psychological capital, as I mentioned, um, we're also able to tap into that to become what you say, and I love this, the hero of your own life. Share a little bit more about this and the the correlation between that the two psychological capital and hero of our own life.
1: Yeah, so psychological capital is a um is a scientific um, Uh, terminology that most people don't understand. But there's this robust science behind it. And I was able to, in my MBA program, study with Dr. Fred Luthans, who's the foremost researcher and expert on it. But I had this ability to take it and make it more practical and have leaders, myself and others, start to implement this kind of concept in their own leadership. And so it's really cool because when when you think about psychological capital, you build out four traits. Mm-hmm. And in short, it's HERO, because HERO is the acronym for the four traits you build out. And when you build those out, anne you become happier, more successful, you feel good. Um, and then you can create this in others. And isn't that fantastic? Oh, it certainly is. And so I know
0: that you're going to talk about uh, those four pillars in a moment, what they are and how we can build out uh, those four leaderships and do that more intentionally. When you look at what's happening in the workplace, especially when we look through uh, what the many workplaces and individuals and leaders have had to go through over the last two years, I would imagine that if these four pillars had not been in place and things were kind of peeking through the cracks with what we've had to go through, these are so important because it's not really able, we're not going to be able to shift through that and really get to that, uh, what you're talking about, having that psychological capital, the hero of our own life, and ultimately the results and what's possible uh, once we have that. Now, more than ever, we need to have these four pillars in place. Would you agree?
1: Totally agree. And, you know, leaders need to be much more intentional and conscious and deliberative up with their leadership. And so there are ways to build these out in others. Once you build it up in yourself, And leaders need to build it up in themselves. Think about all the things that they've been through over the last several years. I mean, more than we can ever or ever thought possible that we would go through. And so if you don't have strong psychological capital, you can't build it out in anybody else. Uh, But it's still your job to build it out in others. So it's like uh, the leader has to have it and they've got to figure out how to get it into their team so that everybody... Mm -hmm can thrive. I mean, when you look at the stats out there right now with so much dissatisfaction, there's a calling for so much more of this conscious type of leadership.
0: Yes, so true. You know what's really interesting and um, many incredible coaches, mentors, trusted advisors such as yourself, um, Christine, who work with in the leadership, the executive space, they so often say, you know, leaders come to me, I just need you to fix my team, just need you to work with my team so that they can A, B and Z. Uh, (laughs) But what actually is so important is that often the leaders, as leaders, we need to look at what's going on with me because often as leaders, if I can change different approach or have a different awareness um, and be more aware of my team. And as you say, build this out Mm -hmm. these four pillars and create an environment that enables your team to have these four pillars in place too. But it starts with you. So leaders, we want to knuckle down first and and look at these four pillars through the lens of what does this mean for you as that leader? All right, we've talked about these four pillars too much now uh, without revealing them. So what are these four pillars? All right, so
1: let's let's go through it. So hero, it's hope. Okay. Um, Then it's efficacy, which is a fancy word basically for confidence, Mm -hmm. Uh, resiliency, which is the R in hero, and then the O is optimism. And so Again, studying so many different traits, but when these four are in conjunction, moved up together, it's the combination of the four together that creates this amazing um, impact, this positive effect on on leaders, on the workplace, and so forth.
0: Yeah, I love those four pillars, hope efficacy, which is a fancy word, as you said, for confidence, resiliency and optimism. You know, what you just said there I think is so key and I, I've um, come up and I don't know whether I, if someone else has been saying it, but I, I, I kind of coined this phrase that says, you know, individually they are important but collectively they're crucial because if one or more of those things aren't in place, then it's very hard to have that, as you said, hope. So you could have hope, but if you don't have the confidence or the resiliency and optimism, there's two core pillars that you're missing. So would you also say, you know, as in in hope is spelt H-O-P-E, that it starts with hope? Is there a sequence to those pillars as well? Is there an importance there too? Um,
1: Yeah, there's probably an importance to that, but everything starts with hope, right? Mm. It's this like to cherish with anticipation to see light, even when there's darkness. And it, it really does start with that. And it's really interesting. Uh, Most people don't put the correlation, but the best way to build hope, and you can kind of think back in your own uh, life or career, is when you set some sort of big goal, Mm -hmm. it kept you moving forward. And so believe it or not, the best way to build out hope is to build goals. And when I work with leaders, oftentimes, they haven't set goals for themselves. They might have, I need to make this much revenue and things that work. But even in life, they haven't said, you know, they haven't stopped that spin and they need to stop the spin and really sit down and say, what is important and what are my goals? And it doesn't have to be a small goal. It can be almost an impossible goal because that keeps you fueled and a goal that you're passionate about as well. Yes, I love that. You know, if you don't have hope, what else
0: is there? I mean, hope is often the impetus forward, isn't it? And um, yeah, I remember years ago, uh, one of my coaches said to me, because that was one of my vision statements, to inspire hope and possibilities. Mm. And she said to me, I don't know if that hope, people, it's not that, that there's no real significance importance there. And I kind of thought to myself, actually, I beg to differ because it's often where people lose hope. Yeah. that um, really leads to other things. And so I, I love that. Then it, as you say, it really starts with hope. Let's talk about some practical ways then When we have hope, let's talk about efficacy. When you talk about, you know, fantasy words for confidence, how (laughs) does that pan out? How does that play out? And how can we start to have some of that back if we realise, oh, as Chris is talking, I realise that there are areas in my life and business and career where I need a little bit more confidence. Please share.
1: Yeah. And again, I think, too, with everything that everybody has been through over the last couple of years there, I've talking to a lot of people who d- don't have that same level of confidence because the world has changed so much. And confidence is an inner trait, an inner feeling. Right. And so you've got to believe in yourself. And so it really starts with, you know, visualizing what you want. And the the best way, the easiest way to build confidence is to go learn something. Right. Like so let's say you've got to do a presentation in front of the CEO or in front of a major potential client. And, you know, your last presentation didn't go well. Go learn something about presenting. And today. The ability to learn is all around us with podcasts and audible and YouTube. And so it's really easy just to increase your skills. And when you do, and when I watch people who have learned something new, they come on with all this gusto and and it really changes the game.
0: Yeah. You know what I love about what you're sharing there is, you know, we're often when we think about learning something new, which I absolutely agree, uh Maybe learning something in a completely different field, and I'll share why I mean that. Over the last two years, one of the things that I'd been putting off, you know, sometimes things happen and we we can look at it through a lens and actually there's a shining, there was a bright lining around around that. And for me, I'd been putting off, I'd I'd love to do watercolour. Well, guess what? There was time that was in my diary that will enable me to do that. But something else that I've just started to do now too, and I've realised that I quite enjoy it, was um, baking with sourdough. I mean, it's completely. You mm. know, that whole learning experience has given um, another whole aspect of things that's quite different. But it's it's exciting, it's interesting, and sometimes it stretches the boundaries. You know, when something doesn't turn out quite so well. But as you said, it does build that confidence, and I find too. And I love your feedback on this. That when you build confidence in another area, it trickles through to other areas of your life where you may not be as confident in either.
1: Absolutely. It doesn't have to be applied directly to your business. It can be anything, right? And and often what happens when you're in that learning mode, it's the magic happens. You're making your sourdough bread and an idea hits you because you've freed your mind up and you're like, I can do this. And, yeah. and it, it's, it's just amazing how the it really kind of can impact all parts of your life, right?
0: Yeah. You know what else it does too? It, it identifies where else you have certain things in that you you show up, your character and how you approach things. Because in business, I'm a bit of a rule breaker. It's like, well, I can do it a little bit that way. I'm the same with recipes. I realize they say this, this, this. I'm going to throw a little bit of that in there too, you know. But that's kind of um, how you show up in other areas. And it often allows you to see where there is kind of the level of confidence, what you're bringing to other areas of your life and business that kind of work for you. And And I think when we realize and have a bit of a self-awareness around that, that also feeds into confidence, doesn't it?
1: Yeah. And there's just one more thing I have to say. The easiest thing for someone to do is to think of another time where you had to do what you're doing or something Mm -hmm. similar. And if you go back in your life, you know, you've done this before. It just may be daunting right now. So if you really say, okay, look, I've got to do the presentation and I won that big client last month right? Oh, and what did I do there that was different than my last one? And how do I just pull that through? And so if we just take the time to go back and think of another example, and that's yes. what I do a lot with my clients, right? Is I'm like, well, when's another time you were, did something similar? What did you do then? And and that just also starts that light bulb. Oh yeah, I know how to do this, right? I, I totally have the confidence to do this.
0: Yeah. I love that you've shared that because it reminds me too of how many of us assume that we need to be a certain way. We need to act a certain way. We need to present in a certain way. Yet our some of our personality, the the empathy that we bring, because we may think, oh, empathy is not really, a, it, it has a place in the workplace. So I'm not going to be that giving ourselves the permission to show up, as you said, how we've been in other areas, because we're bringing parts of us that has worked. There's a reason why that's worked, because you've shown up in that way. Give yourself permission, because that often builds confidence too, doesn't it? Because we're not having to act or respond in a way that we think we need to do. Leaders do this, leaders are like that. Actually bring your best self to the workplace, because that's going to make the biggest impact. Yes?
1: yes and the sum of your parts is what sets you apart which makes you unique the fact that you can go into a room and talk about sourdough bread when you're having lunch and the bread isn't very good or whatever i mean it just makes you well-rounded it makes you interesting and people want to be around interesting people right and that's what's that's what's energizing you know especially today we want to be around interesting dynamic you know leaders
0: Yeah, love, love, love that. All right, I know we spent a little bit more time on confidence because as you would know, that is one of the key areas that keeps people stuck and often, and I love the way that you just get out and do that because often we just need to take that step and then the next step and then the next step and before long there's that confidence that we're waiting for, sitting there and doing nothing and hoping that confidence. I mean, obviously we want to set that intention first, but get out there and take the steps to to build that confidence, uh, that efficacy, as, as well. Yeah. Let's talk about resiliency. Is What's this fourth pillar?
1: Well, resiliency is really, you know, bouncing back from adversity. And, and again, I think all of us have had to become much more resilient in the last couple of years, but yet, you know, you still might find your energy super drained, right, from this experience. And so if you start to think of resiliency differently and how to do things different, like when you're getting ready, to create something, drawing a diagram, why? That changes the brain. It's a different part of your brain and it makes you more resilient and it might help you come up with a more creative decision, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Gratitude is also another great one for resiliency. and, And often when I'm working with clients, I just say, let's get up every morning. And the first thing is, let's say three things of gratitude. And it just starts to shift everything you know, and it's like, okay, maybe yesterday wasn't the best day, but there's a lot to be grateful for. And when you start to really realize those things, resilience just happens magically. Yes. And, you know, whenever
0: we're starting to um, take action, such as what you've said uh, taking note of what am I grateful for if this is not something that you've tended to do in the past and it's a new behavior, it's a new action, a new habit that you're trying to create. I'm sure you find over a span of the clients who've started to do that, it almost becomes part of who they are, isn't it? And naturally it becomes automatic. And I think that that's what you're saying that each of these pillars, and then we're going to talk about optimism in a moment, it just isn't something that you're aware of and intentional of because you are, but it becomes part of who you are. And you instantly, whenever something happens, rather than looking at a challenge and then getting stuck in the, oh, here's that problem again. It's like, okay, recognize it. What have I done before? What do I have to remind myself of? What are some of the learnings from that? Oh, I'm feeling a little bit more optimistic than I was. And that then, allows you to take steps forward but it is isn't it you start and then it's going to get more and more easier for you if you will because it becomes part of who you are
1: yeah yeah and and honestly with resiliency i mean it's it's if you just say how do can i look at this differently right because often we get in our own way with our interpretations of the situation yes. and if you just take a step back and go how how is this an opportunity that really starts to build a different type of positive building up type of momentum.
0: Yes. Even if it is, uh, how's this opportunity that I never really want to get into the situation uh, again yeah. or uh, what steps led me up to this point yeah. in time? Well, let's let's backtrack and then make yeah. sure that it doesn't lead me down. A There's always a learning in every opportunity, isn't there?
1: Yes, absolutely. And it's just about how we how we how we think about it and how we really work on the inner inside. It's about the revenue inside. Right. And that's Mm -hmm. what the psychological capital really does is it really creates much more of that inside out sort of the way we show up and happiness and well-being and, you know, Mm -hmm. all those great things.
0: What I love about what you're sharing, and I know that we said at the beginning of uh, uh, this episode was, you know, how as leaders, we need to look at self first. When we start to work through these pillars and become more intentional in doing that, we realize that we're able to take ownership back, that we are not a circumstance of what's happening, even if things around us are changing. You can't absolutely. take absolutely. You cannot take my joy, uh, because my joy and my hope is not dependent on what you will do or not not do. There's a real power in that, isn't there?
1: There's a real power, and I think women specifically need to do a much better job with boundaries, right? And not focusing on the external, but focusing on what's really important to you. And if you have those goals, let's go back to hope that's your guiding principle. That's your passion. That's your mission. That's what's going to make you excited to get up every day. Mm. And that's a game changer. I think the other thing too, Anne-Marie, is once you get into this and you start doing it yourself, you'll start to see opportunities to do this in others. I guarantee you that, right? You're able to pay it forward because you're
0: able to ask those questions. You know, you've been saying to yourself, how can I see that as an opportunity to your team member? How can you see?" What do you mean by that? There's no opportunity in that. Actually, let's be curious about that, you know? Yeah. Pay it forward. Pay it forward. Yeah. Let's talk about optimism. This is the fourth pillar.
1: Yes, this is the fourth and the last pillar. And it's about, you know, is the glass half full? Is it half empty? But it's seeing everything as a possibility. And, and I had a great story. I was getting in a taxi cab in Cape Town. And I got in, and I said to the taxi cab driver, "Hey, it's a it's a great day." And the guy turned around, and he looks at me, he goes, "It's another another great day." And I was, I really sat back in my chair, and I'm like, "That's optimism. Mm, That's optimism." That. I'm like, "I am never gonna say it's a great day again. It's always gonna be another great day because that one word." changes everything right and when you show up in that modality in the can-do attitude with that positivity um, you're going to be energized everybody around you is going to be energized it's contagious yes you know what you've
0: also just driven home in a lesson in, in you sharing that was the power of words yeah what are we saying out loud what are we speaking out loud? Are we speaking out the issues that are going on, the challenges? Are we giving voice to that and not giving voice to what we want? Just in that moment, it completely shifted, isn't it? So that ca- taxi cab driver, my goodness, how amazing is that? What are we speaking over ourselves and speaking to the
1: team and around others? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And then what aren't we speaking with our body language? You know, and now with you and I, you know, virtually in two different continents, I mean, that becomes almost equally as important. So it's the combination of the two, which, again, is just talking about the complexity now of leadership that's out there. But again, if we start to focus on the positive side of things, the ability to make these big impacts, to create a place where you thrive and everybody else thrives, it's really a game changer.
0: Yes. And what I love about those four pillars is that, you know, often when, when we're in circumstances, it's in, you know, that saying, you're, you're as strong as your weakest link. Yeah. Let's, let's turn that into that through the lens of hope. Just remember the word hope. That Chris has shared with us today. All right, anytime you need. What's this hope? Well, hope is what's the what's the goal? What's the dream that I have? Remind yourself of that. What's the efficacy? That confidence that I that I need. What are those steps? Resiliency, and then obviously optimism. That's so important. But let's talk about how can we pull all of this more conscious leadership of ourselves into the world, because goodness knows it needs it right now, um, and how when you are at your best, you create a place where you can thrive and ultimately others can thrive too. What are some final points that we can share to really drive this this incredible topic that we've just been speaking about home, Chris?
1: Yeah. If you spend 15 minutes a week and you ask yourself four questions by asking and reflecting on these four questions, you will build out the hero within you. And it's not hard. It just starts with how did I move my goals forward? One small step matters, right? What success am I most proud of? Because that's building, you know, the positivity, the optimism that we need, the confidence that we need name three things you're grateful for. Right. And then that's, you know, and how did I help somebody in a positive way? Four questions.
0: Questions. I love those questions. You know, what I love about those questions is that it, it not only just thinks about self, but it thinks about how it impacts others as well. Yeah. And we know, we know how important it is to pay it forward. And we, we've, you know, the law of reciprocity, um, when we start to show up and model uh, Mm -hmm. to others behaviour such as that. And especially I think it's important in those moments where there is a crisis or a challenge or an issue or a problem, that's when we really have to stand on those four pillars of hope that uh, you've shared with us today, that that becomes a role model for others. And, you know, I share a story the other day On my Facebook post about one of my dear aunties, who has now passed on, but there was something that happened to her one time. She was actually, we I'm a Christian, so it was in a church service. But that imp, there was a mannerisms and what she was doing when she was, um, you know, during a church service. That was such a significant lesson. It stood out for me that it has. It was one of the things that caused me to to change certain thinking and learnings and everything. Wouldn't it be possible as leaders that we were so conscious of this, that our actions, our interactions, our conversations were such that it inspired others to go, I don't know what you're doing, but I want some of that. Well, let me share with you. It's hope. Yeah. You know,
1: isn't it? Yeah. And it's just creating that moment that mattered. That's what happened to you in that time. And it was something that changed everything and, and being aware, you know, that you have the possibility to, to to experience that yourself and then to do that for others. And, you know, my bet is you're impacting lives and you'll never know how many lives you impact with that type of, when you show up in this way, right? And when you do show up
0: as that way in the lead, as a leader and in the workplace, but not even in the workplace, but just in uh, the community in general, it stands out, doesn't it? Because I think what we tend to do is to gravitate towards being able to point out very effectively what is wrong, what is not working, (sighs) all of those things. But let's change the tone. It's change the language and start to point out what is and the things that we do want to see happen. I think it's it's certainly time, especially with the last two years has shown us it's so significant and so important. Yes.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I love that. I love that. How do we find the good? How do we showcase the good? How do we be the good? How do we be our own heroes and heroes for other people? Yes, and being the hero often, um, and,
0: and there's a term that I think as coaches we, we use, but it is holding the space yes. as, as others find the hero in themselves and often it's the role modelling, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's the role modelling of that, and that it just it just works because how you respond. There's a there's an example that I you have shared. I think on one of my other podcasts it was when I was um, I would have been about five, I think, and um, one of my brothers came home from furlough. He was a missionary, and he obviously brought some friends home, and they were listening to a record. I could hear it playing. So when they went out the next, I took that record and I put it on my record player. I listened to it and I loved it. I went to a friend's house. When when I came back home, my brother said to me, I need to speak to you. What's going on? And he brought the record out. I'd left it out in the sun, the sun had oh. passed through and it was buckled. And he said, did you do this? I said, yes, I did. And he said to me, I can't remember the exact words, but basically he said to me, you know, you obviously really enjoyed that listening to that song. He said, mm. said, well, what better way could you have looked after that record? I said, I should have put it away, put it back after borrowing it. And he said that was a great, st- I, I'm paraphrasing this, but uh, that was a great lesson to learn. Now you know how best to look after that record record. I knew, I know you that you like this one. And he gave me another record that he had, you know. And Mm -hmm. that lesson to me was so significant as a leader. You know, so often there's things that our team members do that don't necessarily have the outcome that we want. But how better that we can empower them forward through our generosity and kindness because I tell you what, as that child, that five-year-old, I looked after that second record like nobody's business and it could have turned out really differently. He could have scolded me, made me feel ashamed, guilty, all of those things, but rather in love and, and, and compassion that he really brought to me, showed me a lesson that my goodness has really stayed with me. Let's be that kind of leader, right, and show Let's that. Be that kind of leader
1: that's yeah. right <laughs> that's a so, story.
0: yeah Chris if people are listening today because I know we have just scratched the surface I mean we've got such wonderful trusted authorities and and uh, advisors on on the show of course we mentioned that you are an author as well if people want to get a copy of your book share a little bit more about that your website and all of the different ways people can connect to find out more about your wonderful work
1: yeah, well, thank you so much. So, yeah, you can go to my website, uh, chris-holter.com, and I'm giving away the hero principle for free. And the great thing about the book, you know, for anyone who's like, oh my gosh, another book, it's right on your phone. So you can look at it on your phone. It's 35 pages, it's not long, and it has practical things. So you can actually go, okay, today I don't have a lot of um, confidence. What can I do? And you can do things in five minutes or less. So that's a great way to connect in with me. You can connect in with me on Instagram. I'm Chris Coach coach Chris H. Uh, so you can find me there and I'm starting uh, a new Insta live show. So would love fantastic. to have people follow me there. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. I'll certainly go and check you out there. Yeah. As well, Chris. I've loved
0: the conversation and you know what, you know, when you talked about, Oh, not another book. I tell you what, I just, uh, inhale books. I love books but and, you know, um, books where you can highlight, even you can highlight yeah. on the screen, you know, these, these verses or verses, these uh, sentences that really stand out. But what we've spoken about today, I think, as we've talked about psychological capital, how to be the hero of your own life, hero with the four pillars that you spoke about, they are so significant and so important. They always have been. But even more so now, let's be the kind of leader that embraces this for ourselves, Mm. that it becomes part of who we are. It's in our muscles. So we show up every day to be the role model to our team, to our individuals, to our family members, our children, our spouse. I think that's all so very important because without hope, what have you got without that dream, without that vision and all of the things that you shared? So once again, thank you so much for coming on the show, Chris.
1: You're welcome. Thank you for having me. This has been such a fun and really important topic to talk about today.
0: Sure has. Bye for now.
1: This podcast is brought to you by the influence Want to influence real change with your message by becoming known as a trusted authority in your
0: industry while building a sustainable and scalable business you love? Find out how by accessing our free podcast series at www.TheInfluenceAlliance.com
1: slash podcast series. That's TheInfluenceAlliance.com slash podcast series. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.